everybody. Welcome to Whistle While You Work podcast. You're listening to episode 22, and we're going to give a spoiler-free Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind review. That's hard to say. (laughs) That was hard to say. Cosmic Rewind review. Cosmic Cosmic Rewind review. (laughs) I don't know if I could do it. That I should have awesome. practiced. I should have practiced I, that. I was just, I was watching your, your mouth move on that and it was coming. I was like, nope, not going to happen. That's, that's hard. <laughs> All right, let's hear you do it. Cosmic Rewind Review. Well, you just, you, you had to, I, I had couldn't to mess do it. up. I couldn't, look, I couldn't do it 10 times fast. Okay. <laughs> you guys, we just got home from Disney World and we're still kind of reeling from just that ride that we were just like my gosh yeah when we were like what should we talk about it was like oh yeah we're talking about the guardians right (laughs) look i'll say one of the cool things about going is that you come back with lots of great content ideas um so we've got some really good content we think uh to talk about in the coming weeks but the first thing we wanted to talk about was cosmic rewind absolutely and we just want to let you guys know that we are on Instagram, Whistle While You Work Podcast. We'd love also for you guys to go on and like and review our podcast. Let us know what you think. Hopefully we're worth your time. But if not, we love doing it anyway and we do it for our own entertainment. So More than anything. That's right. <laughs> not our children's entertainment whom we have banished to other parts of the house while we try to record this. So it's it's all good. They're gonna they'll love this one day. Maybe not this day, but <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Look, this what I still just I just don't have the words to describe the experience that was Cosmic Rewind. Well, you're gonna have to come up with some words because podcasts are kind of lame without words. So but I, I get know, what you're saying. One of the things that we did want to make sure we did, we wanted this to be a spoiler-free review, right? So we're not going to go in and we're not going to tell you, and this happens next and that happens next, because we went in to the ride having little knowledge, and that was on purpose, right? Obviously, I think as everyone knows at this point, we know a lot about what's going on at Disney World, but when it comes to these new thrill attractions, like we intentionally tried to keep ourselves in the dark. So that way, when you go and experience it for the first time, you have a sense of awe because you didn't create some kind of crazy expectations that weren't realistic because you misunderstood what it was going to be. Now, I will say this. That didn't mean I knew nothing about the ride. I mean, I yeah. I knew some things. I knew you, the premise. You, you knew about the barf bags, right? I knew about the barf bags, right? <laughs> I, I, I knew that there was there was some reports of motion sickness and we'll talk about that um as we give our review here too and i knew that there was some movement involved but i didn't really know what this ride was going to be and i'm telling you what when i got off of it i was absolutely blown away this is my favorite 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 roller coaster i've ever been on and that's saying something cuz i've been on every kind of roller coaster there is well and that's i mean it's pretty amazing that we didn't know because we get all sorts of emails and updates and we have a lot of Disney articles and opportunities and I I just so you know my personality I will never go and read the end of a book before I'm at the end like I just I want to be true to it so there was no way that I was going to have any spoilers or anything cuz I just like to go in fresh I, I want to experience it cuz hopefully we'll have many trips in the future and all those trips are going to be based off of 
me remembering some of the past, but this, I just wanted to just be fresh. So, well, and I, you know, for me, I remembered the first time I rode rise of the resistance, right? It was the same sort of thing. I went in not knowing much uh, on purpose and I walked out completely awestruck, right? Because it was so new and different and unique. You know, what's, what I think is so cool about Imagineers. And I think truly this is what sets apart Imagineers from other folks that kind of create thrill attractions, right? They are trying to create a complete experience. Yeah. Immersive. It's completely immersive. It's a complete experience from, from before you even get into the attraction, right. To going through it, to when you get off, to even the gift shop, right? Like it is a complete experience and the Imagineers have done a masterful job of creating something that just leaves your jaw hanging, right? So um, I'm super excited to talk about it for a few minutes. Well, let's just give a little bit of background. So this ride, so it's Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, and it is in Epcot, which is at Disney World. As far as I know, this is the only one. Like, I don't think it's in Paris or anywhere else, is it? No, this is the, this is the only one. You are right. The one and only. Okay. So I will just say um, that it's located in at the front of the park, close to Spaceship Earth. Um, the way that you wind around with all the walls and the construction in there, I got a little bit turned around. So when we left that ride, I, I didn't realize that it's actually facing um, like test track. I thought it was facing Spaceship Earth. So I got, anyway, I got a little bit disoriented. So just a pro tip, you're actually facing <laughs> a different way than you might think you are. Yeah. And you're talking, you're talking specifically about the queue entrance there, right? Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things too, by the way, is if you've been, if you've been there recently, if you've been there over the last couple of years while it's been under construction, you'll know that this actually is like physically the largest building there on the property. Like it is enormous. And I remember thinking as we were driving up to go park and I was looking at that building and you can see it really close to Spaceship Earth. And you're just like, what is in there? Like it is so big. And it's so big that intentionally, again, credit to the Imagineers, they painted the outside of it blue to kind of match the sky. Yes. Because they want it to, to blend in as much as they can. So if you're not looking for it, you actually may kind of look past it a little bit but if you're looking right at you're like holy cow that's enormous oh that's very interesting because i didn't i didn't see the building at all when we went on sunday um i but i did have a little concept of how big it was because we stayed at the riviera um back in september and i could see that that giant blue building from the riviera so that was kind of my only spoiler was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a long ride because it's a huge building. But I didn't, that is so weird. I didn't even yeah. notice it the day of the ride. Great job, Imagineers. They thought about that, right? And and it's the same thing inside the park, honestly. Like your eyes are just going to kind of slide past that building a little bit because it, it does a really good job of blending in yeah. with that beautiful Florida blue sky. Well, and it's, if you, if you... <laughs> It's funny you mentioned that because Rock and Roller Coaster at Hollywood Studios, for the longest time, I just thought the whole ride was in that, that you know, brown tan building. Yeah. But then if you really look at a certain angle or certain places, there's a sky blue building at the back and that's where the bulk of that ride is. So right. 
So I just I love that. That that is my one complaint about Galaxy's Edge that you can see it when you're not in the park. And then the other one that's a huge to me unmagical experience is Animal Kingdom. You can see Pandora and all the stuff from the parking lot. And I just eh, it's not my favorite. I don't like to be able to see <laughs> the buildings. Yeah, I can I can I can get on board with that thought. I, I agree. I mean, I, I wish there was a way kind of to, you know, aside from aside from a castle or spaceship Earth or the marquee thing there. Right. Animal right. Kingdom would be the tree of life. Right. Um, you know, and and I would say truly the the marquee thing at Hollywood Studios is the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Right. So aside from those four things, you would hope that you could mask everything else somehow from the outside world. But, you know when you're building where they're building things and, and with space kind of the way it is, it's hard. And especially when you build things as high as they do, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, it was kind of fun, right? Because, um, you know, Expedition Everest is the highest point in the state of Florida. So we got to ride it and I rode next to a kid and it was his first time ever doing it. Right. And then, I, and he was there with his buddies who had done it before. And I said to him, I said, Hey, look what you accomplished today, man. You've been to the highest point in the state of Florida, right? And it was just one of those kind of cool things. So you expect that with certain things, but yeah, yeah, it's it's neat that there is a degree to which I think the Imagineers go out of their way to try and say, let's try and blend some stuff, right? Let's not just right. have it stick out like a sore thumb because when it does that, it just becomes like any other amusement park in this country or anywhere else in the world, right? Where yeah. you're driving down the freeway and you see coaster here, coaster there, coaster there. Um, this makes it a little unique, I think. Well, and I think that's part of the Imagineering um, perspective is that we're 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 really on stage, you know. Like this is, we got cast members and we're at a performance. And when you think of going to the theater or anywhere, like they try to help you be immersive. So anyway, we are really straying from this <laughs> spoiler free uh, review but I that was just one thing I didn't even see the blue building that day so good job Imagineers yeah yeah props okay so what 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 without spoiling anything like what what do you want to share about your experience or about the ride well I want to say that there is there's just a sense I think of you know, we, we started to cover this here, but there's a sense of awe just as you're walking up to this attraction. Right. Um, and this isn't a spoiler, but everybody knows that there is a, there's a small Nova Corps ship kind of on display in the center plaza before you go into the attraction. The attraction is hundred percent indoors and the queue is hundred percent indoors. Right. At least from the way they have it set up right now, I suppose it could spill outside if it really backed up, but with um, the way they're managing it, which is which is two ways, with a virtual queue or with an individual lightning lane purchase, there's really no purpose for the line to spill outdoors. I didn't see, I didn't even see a place where that could line up outdoors. Well, they would have to create lines like they do at Rise of the Resistance, right? So, you know, Rise of the Resistance, when it gets long, it'll actually back all the way up into the tunnel leading into Galaxy's Edge and they'll yeah, that's snake true. Snake and weave through there. So I suppose they could do that. And if they did, that would be miserable because that would all be in the direct sunlight. Like there is no yeah, shade. There is a no shade, shade over in there. this plaza. Okay. Um, but there's a sense of awe as you get there because, again, you're owned to this huge building. You got this Nova Corps ship, it's on display. 
so cool. And you got Spaceship Earth right up off to your left. Like you feel like you're somewhere in the future. And, you know, the idea is that you are going to be transported to a different place and experience something. So I think they do a great job of just setting the stage up right away so that the moment you walk inside, you get that immersive, you know, gravitas that kind of starts to overwhelm you. Well, I, I, to me, the things that immediately struck me on this ride was that it smelled good and it looked clean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it just, it had this fresh feeling. And I know that building used to be used for something else. I forgot to research what it was. Sorry, Epcot diehards. I'm sure it was something amazing before, but. I thought um, it was the Universe of Energy Pavilion, wasn't it? I don't remember. I don't know enough of the history of Epcot to, and that, that building next to it, that gold dome thing I don't know what that one was either um but yeah no I I remember we walked down the hallway in the queue and someone had already chipped the paint and I remember you were like livid you're like are you kidding me like (laughs) I I just had the thought that you were like we can't have anything nice because you know someone had already nicked the corner of, of the wall right I mean, so keep in mind, this attraction's been open for less, for right at a month when we went in, right? It'd right. Been pretty much yeah. right at four weeks. Exactly. But yeah, seriously, like when you see, you see a nick in the wall and the paint on the floor, you're just like, come on, guys. But you know what? It had that smell. It's one of my favorite smells. It's the smell of new electronics. <laughs> <laughs> Like right out of the pack, like every time I get a new iPhone and I open it up and I peel all the plastic off and you can just, it's got this smell to it. That's what it smelled like inside. I love that. And I don't know if it's artificial piped in like they do in a lot of places or if it's just because everything was so clean It actually is new. Yeah. But it was neat. And there are a lot of electronics inside. So it's possible that it was just that new smell. Well, I do want to say, I think, were you researching what it used to be? Yeah, so it was, it was the Universe of Energy Pavilion. Yeah, I don't know what that means or what that was, but I, I went to the Epcot as a kid, but I don't remember. Well, um, it's gone, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say Guardians of the Galaxy is one of my my personal least favorite Marvel um, movies. To me, it's just a little too crude. Like It's just not like I, there are funny things, but there's to me, there's too many crude things that make it entertaining for me so I was a little bit like eh, am I gonna like this but I will have to say that there was nothing in because so that the actual actors and the, those people are in you know the pre-show and, and part of the ride hopefully that's not a spoiler I think that's pretty well known <clears throat> but like there was nothing crude or anything that just kind of made me eh, you know cringe or anything so if you're PG like me you're good to go yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't think that's a spoiler. Those, um, The Guardians actors appear in multiple other rides at this point, too, at, at different properties. You know, I mean, they have the entire um, Mission Breakout uh, experience at Disney California Adventure, right? And so um, this isn't their first time, you know, featured in a ride and, and a different ride at that, which I think is kind of cool, by the way. Um you know, it's not often that you have a intellectual property that will have multiple attractions, right? Usually That's it's true. the same attraction yeah. replicated, but right. they now have two completely different attractions. And and I don't know if they have any others. Honestly, I, I'd have to look that up. I don't think so yet. But 
um, two very, very different attractions. Um, yeah. But it is PG, and I think that's a good point for people going into it. Not, not a spoiler, but that's just good heads up uh, knowledge. Well, and I will say another thing to kind of know about the ride is that it's kind of that Haunted Mansion uh, notion where a, a big group of the line is is moved into a room and you're there's parts of the ride so anyway as the line moves along you're gonna see big chunks go and then stop so that's just kind of something to know about when you do that ride was did you yeah. I, did you expect that or i i did not um i thought the i thought that the movement through the queue was uh, it was not what i expected um but you know uh, it's probably not too dissimilar to what you experience um, with Haunted Mansion. I think that's fair, or or even to a, a much lesser extent, Rise of the Resistance, right? Where in the as part of the pre-show, like they move you off into the ship, and you get to do a thing there. Um, this it's not anything like that. So again, we're not spoiling it, but they take a huge chunk of people, right? A huge chunk of people, and they keep moving them like these big chunks of people at a time. And then the loading of the ride actually was really cool. Do you mean do you mean Terrans, not people? Yeah, Terrans, Terrans, not yeah. uh, or Epcotians, or you're going to love that when you ride it. Yes, but um, <laughs> but I will I will say that like um, you got this Pirates of the Caribbean kind of feel where they're they're loading on multiple sides of the attraction so that they can get the most people going and keep this thing moving. So so that's what's cool, and I think that's what's cool too about it being a roller coaster like it is is that it's probably going to be susceptible to fewer breakdowns than i think some of the other newer attractions you know ratatouille experienced some downtime while we were there you know uh, rise of the resistance they're now going to like plans b and c where they have to take parts of the attraction offline just to keep it moving because some of it breaks so much um this, while it is completely different than anything you've ever experienced before, I think will probably have a pretty good chance of being online more often than not. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Um, and I will say once um, you get to the actual uh, ride part, what did you think about like the seat itself? I, I guess I just felt really enclosed. Like, I'll say it it felt- was, I thought it was super comfortable. Yeah, like, I, I want to say it like in, encased. Yeah, encased yeah. you. It wasn't just like this, you know, straight back. Yeah, the I, bucket the, seats. That's what I was trying to think of, like yeah. in a car <laughs> that had bucket seats. It kind of reminded me of that. Feeling. Almost, almost racing buckets, really, right? Some nice Recaros, but but the the restraint mechanism, I think, does keep you in there and keep you feeling really very secure through that through the whole process. And and I just thought that was so cool. Okay. What else did you love? What else do you want to talk about? So I'll just say this, um, and you can, I don't even know if you, if you notice, right? But I personally felt like, um, and we got to do this twice. We'll tell everybody how we did it twice in a second. But I personally felt like I've never like screamed with such glee on a roller coaster <laughs> in my life like the entire like in fact I was I was yelling so much at a certain point I just started laughing I was just I was so just happy. so happy <laughs> yeah that's funny you use the word glee because that's kind of when we did um slinky dog this last time that that was kind of the word I was like this is just pure glee but it 
it was different than Slinky Dog. I don't want people to think it's the same type of ride. But anyway, I I think for me, my overwhelming feeling was just shock. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah. So unexpected. It was just so unexpected. Everything you experienced, you're just like, oh my gosh, like I cannot believe this. <laughs> I guess that doesn't really help our listeners, but you'll just have to experience it. Um, so I guess I just have to say one of my favorite parts was even like we were in the queue, just seeing how like excited you were. Like, I mean, I like Marvel, but you like love Marvel and all the things. And so like, it was just like, it was like you were going to a family reunion or something like, I know these people and (laughs) they've done something amazing for me. (laughs) Well, you know, what was cool is that, um, we were there on Sunday, which was your birthday. But I'm just telling you, I felt like it was my birthday. So it did. I felt and well, we kind of celebrated mine the day before. And so I was like, I was just totally so happy to watch you be so happy. Yeah. It was it was just it was just a, a very, very neat experience. Um so let's tell everybody a little bit about mechanics. Like how do you how do you get it and how did we get it and what did we do? So I will say um, I use a lot of different things, but one of them is a crowd calendar and those aren't always accurate or helpful, but I think it was pretty close. It said that Epcot was a four the day we went and it, it probably was close based off of just seeing how many people were there and the fact that at 7 a.m. when we made this virtual, um, so you have to go on JD Plus and um, I don't think you even have to have Genie Plus. You this don't is need just a, this. Plus. Yeah, yep. you don't have to pay for this one. This one is just part of your ticket. Um, at seven o'clock, though, it, if you're in a ho- if you're staying at the hotel, that's when you can't at Disney Hotel. Just, that's when you can grab so it. So actually, that attraction anybody can make oh, it at seven. Okay. Okay. So that's so you're up against the world, but I think that's right. Um, you know that the the crowd was low that day. It felt low. I will just say the entire trip. This is it felt the least crowded of the last probably four times that I've been, which was a very welcome respite for me. Disney um, miracle for my birthday. Yeah, it it really was. <laughs> but you know that wasn't unexpected again because of the crowd calendar. And as we've talked about, you know, and the friends that went with us who were experiencing some of this for the first time, right? Um, they're surprised that summertime, frankly, is not the busiest time at Disney World. Now you get out there in the heat and you realize this is why a lot of people intentionally stay away. But I, I personally believe one of the biggest reasons people stay away is the misperception. They think that summer is the busiest time because everyone's out of school. And so they're like, well, I don't want to go when the big crowds are there. Well, it'll probably swing back the other way in the future. But for now, summertime is not a peak time. Yeah. At least, yeah. at least in early June. Well, and I, and going back to how we snagged it, it was, um, Randy was on his phone. I was on mine and he was like, I'm going to try to buy it. And why don't you try to get in the virtual queue, like the free one. And so I, right at seven, I was able to do it and get it right away. And I was like, you don't have to buy it. Cause I just got it. <laughs> so, um, that was kind of a cool thing. Um, and we had a. We had basically a 10.30 return time. Is, is basically when our, our boarding group came up to go. It was around 10.30, 11 o'clock. 
Right. And they just kind of estimate when that time is going to be. It, You know, I guess if it does break down or something, it would potentially not be exactly at that time frame. Um, but when we got off the ride, we were like, oh, my gosh, I wonder if there's a way to actually do it again. Like, could we actually buy it? We, and so wasn't it like right when we got off that we tried? Right when we got off, I'm just like, man. I want to see, like, is it possible for us to buy an individual lightning lane? So I didn't know that going into it, that it was possible. Otherwise, I probably would have bought it first thing in the morning, right? But here we are, we get off. And again, this kind of is a tribute to how uncrowded it was that day. That's maybe 1130 at this point. It's a little bit before, like, I mean, I was hungry. I needed to go get a pretzel. And uh, I was like, let's go. Let's see if it's there. And they still had it available for purchase, right? Now, um, we talked about this before. I think when we talked about some of the news, but this is the most expensive individual lightning lane there is right now. It's like $17 a person, right? So if you've got a big group, big party, that could add up really quickly. But we were so thrilled. There was um, six of us together and everyone agreed, yes, let's do it. And so I purchased it for all of us. And we had a return time to come back later that evening, I think around eight o'clock. Seven, yeah, 730 or something, yeah. So, so, so that was so cool. So, um, you're not limited, I guess is the point you can get both a virtual queue and you can only get one of those per day and you can buy an individual lightning lane, which again, you can only buy one of, but those are the only ways that you can get on, um, cosmic rewind as of right now. Well, and I will say on one of the Disney groups that I'm part of, someone says that there is a way to do it three times. And that was the extended evening, evening hour. If you're staying at the Disney resort they open up a slot at 6 p.m i think yep that's right if those if there's available ones then that's the that's the possibility to do it three times a day yeah that's right and if you remember our last day there which was monday we were at hollywood studios and basically all of the lightning lanes had run out for the day on genie plus but i said hey i wonder if i could buy my way on to cosmic rewind well that was sold out but i did see it had popped up there was extended evening hours we weren't staying at one of the hotels that qualified, so we weren't able to do it. And we had to catch a plane anyway, so it wasn't going to work. But that it did show up as an option. So I guess that is the third way that you could do it, um, potentially. Um, to do that, you've got to be staying at a deluxe resort or better. I, I read that it's a deluxe or moderate. But yeah, I'm sure that the fine print, you just want to make sure you look over. But if you could, I would definitely write it three times. And I will say that my husband, who throws up... <laughs> And gets nauseous pretty easily. Did not. And so that was kind of a unexpected thing. And he was willing to do it even knowing that he could potentially get sick. I, this is actually really cool. So, um, I, I get motion sick actually fairly easily, right? I'm a person, I can't read in the car. I can't even read an email in the car, right? Like, uh, it, it just doesn't work for me. Um, now knowing that and knowing the nature of, uh, thrill rides and my love of them. Before I go to the park in the morning, I do take a Dramamine. I take an all-day, less drowsy Dramamine. So caveat, I was a little drugged up for it, right? But even then, on some of the really intense ones, like when I go to Universal, I'll, I follow the same practice. I'll take a Dramamine. I'll even take a couple of ginger pills. And I still feel a little woozy off after some of those roller coasters. They're, they're just that intense. Yeah. And this was so smooth, so seamlessly done, I I didn't have any wooziness at all. Like I got off and I'm like, let's do it again. When I get off of Everest, I'm like, okay, I got to catch my breath. But I got off of this 
And I was like, let's go again. It was that cool. Well, and tell the people what you ate right before the ride. <laughs> what, what did I eat right before the ride? Uh, your wife got a donut and milk <laughs> from Joffrey's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Kayla got the famous Joffrey's and, uh, you know, she went uh, to uh, visit the facilities and left me with the donut and her glass of cold milk. And uh, I started to eat a little bit of it and have some milk. And then I looked at my friend and I said, that probably wasn't the smartest thing for me to eat right before I get on a roller coaster. <laughs> Even all those things being said, he did not get sick. So no, that's just no. good to know. It was well, so it's cool. Just, I think for me, the last thing to talk about is the gift shop, unless you have anything else that you wanted to yeah, share. Yeah, that's, that's what I would close with is the gift shop. Yeah, it's a smaller, it's a smaller place. Like I haven't seen people or cast members limit people in stores or anything, but this one, they were kind of counting how many people could go in. Cause it's a little, it's kind of small. Yeah, it is. It is a little small and, but there is a lot of merchandise. So I've, I've been in small shops before where there's not a lot of stuff. So people get in and get out. There's a lot of merchandise. And I'll just say, I thought there was a lot of really cool merchandise, some unique stuff that I hadn't seen in other places before. Definitely. You know, every time I get off a ride and I go through the gift shop and everyone who knows me knows that I'm a I'm a a shirt aficionado. Right. Like I like to collect the shirts. I like shirts, especially related to rides and stuff like that. Um, And sometimes I get off and I'm just so disappointed because there's nothing. A great example of that is Space Mountain. I think the, the gift shop at Space Mountain, honestly, is terrible. Right. Well, and that one, that one particularly, you have to walk through when you get off Guardians, you have to go in. That's right. It is. They don't actually direct you through the gift shop. That's a really good point. But like Space Mountain, you get off. There's usually nothing Space Mountain themed. There's sometimes other properties that have nothing to do with Space Mountain that are in that shop. I don't understand that. I, I personally will never understand how you cannot have merchandise related to the gift shop for the attraction you just got off of, readily available. But that was the case. But that is not here at Guardians. Like, it was all Guardian-specific stuff. There were no other IPs mixed in with it. And there was some cool stuff. One of my favorites is that you could have bought... I almost did it. I was really close. But you could get Star-Lord's uh, jacket, that leather jacket that he wears, the red one, that looks so cool. Yeah, you looked great in it. And the picture looked awesome. But it was kind of like, well... I ever wear this <laughs> and I tell you I I I'm still so excited about it I don't know if you can tell from my voice I'm still so excited I, I actually watched Guardians of the Galaxy last night all by myself on I your birthday him on my birthday and I watched him wearing that jacket and I thought ah I should have bought it <laughs> that's okay November I'll be back <laughs> yeah we're excited for our kids to go on that one they're gonna be and it's kind of one of those where we're not talking about it. And we're just going to no let them let yep. them have the experience. I, I know we said gift shop was the last thing, but the last, last thing is that there is a ride, an in-ride picture, and there was um, a memory maker, you know, photographer outside of the ride. To And that was a pretty long line to get your picture taken. But if you like pictures, there's some opportunities there. And I definitely recommend the Memory Maker. There's some cool after effects that they add to that that made waiting in that line, I think, well worth it. Again, no spoilers. Yeah, that was fun. (laughs) Well, 
I guess we have have to wait a few more months to go back on it, but definitely going to happen. I was looking at like our next trip itinerary and I was trying to figure out what day we'd do it. I think we might do it on our first day, just so you know. We'll see. Let's let's do it. And listen, everybody, I will say this. I love the attention that they've put into to this at Epcot. Like with Ratatouille, with um, Cosmic Rewind, with Test Track, with Frozen Ever After, with Soren. Like Epcot is becoming a place where I'm not like, all right, we're just going to do a lot of walking around today and eating a bunch of empty calories. <laughs> like I like I look forward now to going there. I think it's so awesome what they're doing. I'm excited for what they're going to continue to do when they open up the Moana um, section with the water. I think that's going to look really neat, whatever it's going to be, because they keep changing yeah. it. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I, it's just it's a it's becoming a really good park where um, when I have friends say that they don't like Epcot and I shouldn't waste my time, I'm going to get to tell them to to you get lost. Go. You got to go get lost. Buddy. Well, that's how Hollywood Studios was for a while. Hollywood Studios was kind of like, eh, uh, especially in those transition years when they were building a bunch of stuff. But I agree. Epcot is definitely I've always loved it, but it's definitely becoming more of a a variety of rather than just eating and looking at stuff like experiencing. So, yep. OK, guys. Well, if you guys ride the ride, you got to let us know what you think. Hopefully we're not hyping it up too much, but we're not because it's amazing. So it is amazing. (laughs) Have it, experience it, do it again. All right, guys. Have a great one. Bye.